0: We have only been home for 12 hours traveled over 2,000 miles yesterday just to get back here in front of this microphone to hang out with you guys on this February the 11th, Super Bowl Sunday in the United States of America, a world holiday in my book. This is the Bushels and Barrels program. I'm Ryan Peter. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok and Twitter is where you can find me as usual. I'm hanging out with the perspiring patriots. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. We are home finally. Finally. For those of you who don't know, uh, we spent the entire last week in the Dominican Republic in Putacana. It was a good trip. It's a long trip. It was. It's a, It was four hours and 11 minutes for the flight down there. We flew direct out of St. Louis, and flying back last night was a four hours and 32 minutes direct flight from Punta Cana to St. Louis. So uh, you sit on a plane for a while, and I still have my streak going. I have <laughs> never used a bathroom on an airplane before. I dry myself out before we go on any trip, you know, like within three hours of the trip, no more drinky, drinky of anything. Of course, that means I don't drink on the plane either. I don't, I don't think I've ever even had a beer on a plane in my life. Yeah, I haven't. A beer, a Coke. I've never bought anything off the Sky Bar or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. So I, I, and you know, the thing was, you would think after this trip to Punta Cana uh, and all of the libations that were partaken in. That some would still be wanting to get out Even on the ride home yesterday And it it didn't Hey, I was dried out Four hours and 32 minutes And when we landed in St. Louis I didn't even have to go to the bathroom Mm
1: -hmm. Pretty amazing Dehydration station for you
0: (laughs) 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 I was, yeah That's to say the least So so we went to Punta Cana What did you think About the trip uh, The place we stayed Okay The culture, everything
1: Okay I had so much fun. I love going somewhere warm in the wintertime. This is the second year we've ever done that, right? Yeah. And um, the beaches are beautiful blue, oh my goodness, white sands, just absolutely gorgeous. The resort, we were less than impressed with the bathrooms, right? They got, that. what is it with these funky toilets? Yeah. Anyway, um, I will say the hairdryer that they provided, the resort provided we stayed at a Dreams. It's a Dreams Flora is That's where we, one stayed. we went to. Um the hairdryers, it was it was perfect. It was like an old hair dryer from the nineties. With that kind of power, it didn't have all of the green new energy associated with the hair dryer that you buy at the store today. Is that it has the no truth? power. That was one of the things that I'm like, man, I can't find a hair dryer that blows like this at home.
0: <laughs> really, and that was just the I, hair I just dryer that came it. in the room. Yeah, or yeah, in. I
1: didn't bring one down there or anything. Now I did bring my hair dryer. blow... Brush that kind of I helped it helps styles my hair without having to sit down and curl it or you know stand there and curl it all night. So, uh, but anyways, yeah that that hair dryer was so fantastic. in Dominican
0: Republic they have pre emissions hair dryers.
1: They have pre emission everything, <laughs> don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Wow. So that you can tell they don't have a DOT or OSHA. <laughs> which is awesome
0: that is know? the truth you guys should see some of the jalopies that they mm-hmm. call semis going down the road and you know there's plenty of jalopy semis around here that go down the road but generally you catch them on the back roads they don't go underneath interstate overpasses and in places where the mm-hmm. dot would hang out these trucks down there some of them that we saw we were just like holy cow i mean wheels wobbling mm-hmm. and we're talking 18 wheelers here mm-hmm. wheels wobbling as they go down the road Uh, something that like in America, if you would get caught with that semi, you just Mm -hmm. hand the keys to the officer and say, you can have it because I'm never going to be able to pay all these fines.
1: Yeah. The people were super nice. Uh, they were, yeah, they were very nice. Now we went to Mexico last year, Cancun, um, and that Maroma beach was absolutely beautiful. Um, the resort we stayed at last year was, was phenomenal. This one was, I don't know. How would you describe this one compared to last year?
0: Um, it was, it was nice. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't, I don't know how to explain it. It was, it was a notch <laughs> or two below.
1: Yeah. There was tons of it was families. Dated.
0: It was dated compared to Maroma beach.
1: Oh yeah. For it sure. It was a lot older. Yeah, for sure. So, um, but the bathrooms weren't clean. The, you know, the rooms weren't. We listed. had a lizard in our room. Yeah, I thought it was a snake for a was second. Just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. Maybe ate some of the mosquitoes hanging around. We didn't really get eaten up or anything like that. No? It was windy uh, the last two days that we were there, but that's okay. I mean, we stuck it out. But
0: I mean, it's a warm wind. Yeah. It was like 85 or 87 can't degrees complain. outside. Yeah. I
1: am not complaining at all. About any of it. Now, I will say we were the minority Americans um, were the minority there at the resort, which is different than traveling to Mexico. So there were a lot of, we met some people from Switzerland, um, a lot of couples, a lot of baby mooners, and then a lot of families. They, they take their, quote, holiday, which is a two-week vacation, and they bring their whole family. I'm talking grandma, grandpa, brothers, sisters, and children. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was there. You
0: know, the thing I kind of so. gathered is, so Americans, whenever they want to get out of the country and go to a warmer climate, it mm-hmm. seems like to me what limited traveling I've done. Americans go to Mexico, mm-hmm. to Cancun or Cabo, it's a fast trip, or mm-hmm. yeah, or or the Baja Peninsula over there underneath California. That's where they go. But for Europeans, I think their trip south is the Dominican Republic because. Mm-hmm. I would say we one third of the people there were Americans, if that.
1: I don't even think that there were that many.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then, and then everybody else was from Europe. Yeah, like everyone. Yes. It. Yeah. It was nothing to be walking by, uh, just on your way to the the beach or the pool, mm-hmm. and hear three or four different languages. languages yep. And you know, they're just different languages just because you can hear them talk. You're like, that's nothing, nothing that I recognize.
1: Everybody is bilingual except Americans. That's also truth.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that's right. And and yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, we, we met, we met all kinds of people from Europe. Um,
1: there wasn't a whole lot of a language barrier, though everybody could speak English. most Most people could speak the English. The biggest language broken English, but I, I felt mean, like
0: the biggest language barrier was between us and the people that work there, the staff. Yeah, okay. That you know, they knew like the bartenders knew mm-hmm. the American names of drinks, mm-hmm. but if you wanted to talk very much about them, uh, very yeah, much more I'm English still, than that.
1: I'm still on the fence of they're probably told not to talk to us about you know, their lifestyle or what they do, you know, because I tried to ask a few of the the bartenders, there, like, what, you know, when do they go home? They're there all the time. They're there first thing in the morning. They're there until the evening. They are and workers. I did, yes. Yes. And I'm like, could you imagine like being in America and having a resort that you could just go visit? And then nobody's sitting there complaining, talking about their, their, <laughs> how detrimental their life is and all of their yeah. problems that they have, you know, and these bartenders were just there to serve and, and the people there, the service was good. They look nice. Um, Yes, they're very presentable. Yep. Um they're all it seems like they are all they all just worked and, and it's worked a totally to different serve. culture. Yeah. It yeah. is just a
0: totally different culture than mm-hmm. what we're used to seeing here.
1: Which you find that in Mexico too. I will say I at the end of our trip, I felt like we kind of annoyed people. And I don't know our
0: group or Americans?
1: Just Americans in oh. general. Just annoyed. And I don't know why I got that feeling that we were just an annoyance. We have a different way of doing things, just like any anybody else does. Um, but I don't know if it's just because we're so used to fried chicken and potatoes, you know, or if if it's just the way that we carry ourselves. I have no idea. But that I talked to Nicole and Ashley about that, and they kind of felt the same way too. So it was interesting. It was very interesting. That we were the minorities, though, for sure. Yeah, and i I enjoyed it. We had it. We had a good time. We went down the water slides, and we should have done that the first day. We waited till the last day to do that. Right. I <laughs> but mean, it we, was so fun, feel like
0: kids there. So much
1: fun. Yeah, you and I enjoyed a spa day, and then you had a another spa day the day we left. Yeah. So um, that was good. Yep.
0: Yeah, I did. kept my underwear on this time, unlike <laughs> last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go down that road again.
1: Yes. Yes. Um. <laughs> No, it was, it, I had a, I had a good time. I had a great time relaxing on the beach. I was hoping that I would be able to sit on the beach. My My fantasy before we went, I had imagined sitting on the beach, being able to read a book and just sit for hours. You know, here at the place that we visited, you could not because the locals came up all oh. the time. All the time. That's probably my biggest complaint is there was no, I mean, it's a public beach, but your resort is right there on the beach and there was nobody like monitoring these people walking up to you. So it was every five minutes and they would stand in between you and your view of the beach.
0: And try to sell you something. And
1: try to sell you a necklace or. A box
0: of cigars. Yes. Or one guy came up, said you want weed, you want weed? cocaine. You want cocaine? Yeah. And he was totally serious. Yeah. Yeah. And I have no idea if weed and cocaine is even legal in the Dominican it. Republic. I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. But he sure wasn't scared to try to sell it to us, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, people selling trinkets, mm-hmm. uh, people, people with little a monkey type animal on his arm, and then one guy with two what looked like big parrots or something. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd they'd give they you were these very animals. Aggressive. Yeah, they wanted to give yeah. you the animals, take a picture, and then take fifty bucks from you. Charge or something. you, yeah, charge you for it, yeah.
1: So. They were very aggressive and that was annoying.
0: And they were, and they, they literally, they came, they came around, I would say on average once every three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And the same guy would come by 10 times in a day. Mm-hmm.
1: So to get any kind of peace, you would have to kind of find a place by a pool Where there weren't children, which there were children everywhere.
0: (laughs) But what did you say about the children from Europe and those that those countries? They're so well behaved. They're just completely well behaved. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. They don't
0: act out. They they didn't make us. They were seen and Mm -hmm. not heard.
1: Yeah, they were very well behaved. Yeah, very very interesting. You didn't have. I mean, you had an occasional crying baby. You know, an upset child, or but not not even a child. Not even a child. The people that or the kids that we saw crying were babies. They were little babies. Yeah. So it was very, very, very interesting. Um, We had went back to the room a few nights early, and we had turned on the TV, and they had um, Armageddon on. Which
0: is my favorite movie of all time, as weird as that is. They were playing
1: that, yeah. In English. Yes, and then they had Die Hard on one night, and then some Leonardo DiCaprio movie that we could never figure out what it was. But anyway, um, we watched that, and during the commercial breaks on their cable... Something that stood out to me almost immediately was the lack of big Pharma of uh, advertisements. There were no bisexual relationships in the commercials. If there were families in the commercials, it was husband, wife, children. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. No LGBT. No no pride flags. Nothing. Right. That was very interesting that stood out to me because you've got to monitor what's on the commercials when Alden's in the room. Which
0: Alden didn't go with us.
1: No, 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 no. But I'm just saying, like here at home, if you just have local station radio or T V oh, on yeah. you've got to monitor what you're watching. And if you don't if you don't watch it, you're getting two men holding hands walking on a beach talking about AIDS medication. Right. You know? Yeah. Kissing in the background. Right. And my little, you know, my little kid is watching that. Like, what? It's a and com- not
0: cool. Yeah. That's no, not cool. No.
1: We don't. We, no. So anyways. Anyways, that was very, that was very, um, very interesting to me.
0: Yeah. No, mm-hmm. Yeah. There was none of your social issues type stuff that, you, that no. unfortunately, we as Americans, many have become numb to. And it's just yes. like, oh, well, that's just what it is. Of course, right here at the Bushels and Barrels program, I'm never going to get used to them. But
1: But we're desensitized. Uh, But, yeah, desensitized is the word. Yeah.
0: And down there, there's none of it.
1: Mm -mm. I don't even think we saw a couple that was of the same sex down there. I did.
0: I saw saw one couple, Mm -hmm. um, one, uh, I should say, two lesbians with two kids. The kids were, I'm going to say, the boy was 11, the girl was Mm -hmm. 7 or 8 years old.
1: So they had to have had probably a, a... a relationship with the other sex or the opposite sex. No, they At did some have point, to. They, they did have they, they to. Would, they There's not probable
0: There's no probably about it. Well, I mean,
1: it. you've got surrogacy and you've got IVF and all those. But types it took of a things. man to do it. That's true. That's true. Yeah, great point. No matter how yep. no
0: how, yep. no matter how it came to be, it took yep. a man to do it.
1: That's true. Yeah, you're right. <laughs>
0: That's a truth in life. Mm-hmm. No matter if you want to <laughs> acknowledge it or not, it's what it is. Yeah. But that was the only two, and and these people, and maybe there were. Maybe a few more lesbians or gays there. If they were, they were not flamboyant about it. I didn't see it.
1: I didn't see it. This was the only
0: couple that I saw that, like, you could tell by the way their Mm -hmm. hair was dyed. Just one of them looked like Butch and the other one looked like a girl. Um, It's just, you know what I mean? You could just profile and you could just tell. It's like, okay, those people are lesbian. And then now. There's
1: no racism down there.
0: (laughs) None. None.
1: (laughs) What a joke! And,
0: and Dominican so, Republic, I mean, it's it's a. Uh, I
1: don't mean what a joke like racism in general. I know people are racist, but like down there, like
0: I didn't meet anybody that seemed like they had a chip on their shoulder. No,
1: there wasn't anyone. Not
0: any locals, anyway.
1: Well, and then the people that are attend, you know, that are also visiting, they were all everybody's just nice to everybody. I told Ryan this and I told his parents last night when we picked Alden up, I just feel like this is kind of what heaven is going to look like. You're going to have all different kinds of languages and, um, all different kinds of people. Everybody's going to look a little bit different and do things a little bit different. And, and that might be what heaven looks like, Yeah, you know? Yeah because we unless you get out of your own ecosystem <laughs> you right. don't know what's out there right. you know and it's and it's so eye opening to go visit another country and just be like wow we've come so far from my childhood and me growing backwards. up backwards mm-hmm. we yeah backwards from our roots
0: from the way it used to be mm-hmm, 30 mm-hmm. years ago to, yeah. to where it is now in america versus The way they are, and it's kind of the way that I remembered it used to be here.
2: Yeah. That or I was too
0: young to realize, but I, you know, I really don't think so. Mm -mm. I don't think there was not near as much racism whenever I was a kid uh as what there is now.
1: Well, and our parents never had to worry about all of the junk on the television that we have to worry about with our kids. Like, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about, they didn't have to worry about necessarily a Disney show i'm trying to think of even like a disney classic movie and i know that there's innuendos in inside the movies that now we know of but like there wasn't a man and a man and those were the main two characters you know right something like um what's the most recent one i can't remember hell
0: i don't know i don't pay attention to anything disney and it may
1: have been a nickelodeon show that they just came out and they've got a mom and a mom like there's and they're baby shows you know, like Baby Shark yeah. and the other ones. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, our parents didn't have any. They, they knew it, <laughs> they knew that wasn't going to be on the TV. Now, it is on the TV, so you have to be careful what you let your kid watch.
0: Right. But, yeah, down there, it didn't seem like any of that stuff was on TV. No, uh-uh. uh <laughs> One commercial I did see on TV was an advertisement trying to encourage uh, Dominican Republic citizens to learn English, mm-hmm. you know, Talking about the bilingual thing, yeah, they were really pushing that. Like every single uh, commercial break, that was what was funny. Is the movie is in English, but then it goes to commercial break and it's all Spanish,
1: yeah, yeah. you know,
0: and then it comes back to English, yeah, for the movie. I, but one of the one of them was trying to encourage people to to talk English, speak English, mm-hmm. which I think is a good idea. I mean, if 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 sixty percent of your GDP is based on tourism, mm-hmm. you know. And whether that be an English-speaking person from the United States, from Canada, with a lot of Canadians down there. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of Canadians down there. Um,
1: French-speaking.
0: French-speaking Canadians. Mm-hmm. That was what was funny, too. The first night that we were there, we go out to eat. Um, I say go out to eat. We went to one of the restaurants on the resort, and uh, there were French-speaking Montreal people. They were from Montreal, but they were French-speaking, because I guess that's a place where... Uh, French is spoken a lot in Canada, right? Mm -hmm. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And these guys, you know, folks, you take what you know and what your career is, and if you've done it for a long time, you just kind of take it all for granted. And you think, yeah, most people probably already know all of this. When they don't, they don't have a clue. Mm-hmm. They don't have a clue about agriculture. Mm-hmm. They don't have a clue about oil production. But you just think, you know, everybody's, you know, I don't know anything special. I just know what I know, and most people probably know it too. And these people from Montreal were was so intrigued about oil production. Because mm-hmm. they just, they were nice people. They asked, what do you do for a living? I said, I'm a farmer and oil producer. And he couldn't speak really, really good English, but he could piece together enough that I could understand what he was saying. And so he started making the hand gesture of a pump jack. He goes, "Oh, you have these?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Yeah, yeah, I've got pump jacks, oil wells, yes." Mm-hmm. And he was just like, well, h- "How does that work? You must be rich." I said, "No, not really, but how do, how does it work? How, how do I make? How do you make money off oil?" I said, "Well, I, I sell it whenever I produce it, and, and mm-hmm. the refinery gives me a check." Said, "Oh, oh." they
1: couldn't fathom they couldn't fathom he he could not
0: fathom that and he said in 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 canada government owns all all oil Hmm. and i was just like holy crap so there is no privatized incentive for somebody to try to take a risk and go out and find it it's all the government from what he understood he goes he goes how does that work so i had to explain to him like how the landowner's part works
1: try to yeah
0: tried to and i mean the guy was blown away mm-hmm. he could not figure out he goes wait a minute if i own ground and of course he <laughs> it's easy for me to tell the story it was a whole lot harder for me to understand what yes. he was saying <laughs> when he was trying to say yes, it. yes. just because is he had yeah. very broken english
1: and their wives there were two men there but their their wives were so annoyed that the f- they were even talking to Ryan. It was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> They're like rolling their eyes and throwing their hands up, like "Shut up!"
0: <laughs> he's like, "So wait a minute. If I have if I have acreage that you want to drill on, you 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 pay all the bills, and I get one eighth of the oil if you find it." Yeah. I said, "Yes, that's the yeah. way it works. You don't pay anything. You lease me your ground, and I go. I pay all the bills. I drill for the oil. If I find it, I get seven eighths of it. You get one eighth. If I don't find it." Nobody gets anything, but you don't owe me a penny. I take all the risk
1: via financially to go find, and he could not believe it. It was hard for him to, it was hard for him to wrap it. You could see his brain just like, what? I,
0: yeah. It's like I had just landed from Mars yeah. and, and was telling him something he just could not believe. Yeah. But it, it's, it's that kind of thing right there. When you start talking to people from other countries, um, you just you you just learn like mm-hmm. man there's so much different out there than mm-hmm. what we're just used to
1: and the couple that we met from Germany he was a police officer she was an accountant and um whenever we spoke to them about what you guys do our husbands and I said we're farmers and she said oh you have pigs and horses and cows and i said no grain farmers she didn't understand that at all yeah like there, i mean nothing yeah nothing was there and i'm like corn
0: soybeans wheat it,
1: yeah she had no clue they right. were it was kind of left field for them right so that was interesting also right, right. Mm-hmm. and i forget that farmers are such a small i mean the community that listens to this podcast we all are mostly from the midwest right and we it's just kind of a way of life you just know farmers everywhere yeah. you turn. You just know people who farm, and uh, these they don't. I wouldn't say so, we're
0: mostly from the Midwest. We get emails all the time from California to New Jersey. I I'm mean, just
1: a majority. I would say a, a lot of our our listeners are from our ag background. Yes, yeah. yes, because yeah. that's where that's where your platform stands or land right. landed really.
0: Right, right. So
1: very interesting. It was just very interesting. How was what was your viewpoint on the trip altogether? now that was a good
0: time i'm glad we went yeah i'm glad we went um for those of you don't know i i'm i i do not have a very wide palate when it comes to eating i i don't i don't have. it's about an inch wide exactly (laughs) i am i am a freaking hamburger and fries guy that's what i am or i'm a steak Steak guy steak and and potato. yeah i i just we go to hibachi and eat yeah i eat do i like it not really it's not my favorite um some of the wild shit they made at the the Mexican joint.
1: I, the fajitas were delicious. They were
0: okay, but my steak was fried to the plate. It was burnt. Mm. Of course, I guess that's not necessarily the Mexican part's fault. Yeah. Um, they had a buffet there. I couldn't have just I couldn't find hardly anything <laughs> that was. I don't know.
1: And see, I can eat anything. I can have oysters. I can have sushi. I can eat noodles. See, I, can I eat can't rice. do any of that.
0: Shrimp. Oh, yuck. yeah. Yuck. Mm-hmm. Yuck. I eat it all. Even their coffee. I, mm-hmm. I, I, there was just something about their coffee. I don't know if it was too black or what it was. It just didn't taste good. So, unless I was drinking an alcoholic beverage, I didn't have a drink in my hand <laughs> or water. Yeah, you drink Which a lot you of water. had to be real careful with the water yeah. down there because I understand that the Dominican Republic's water is. Is equally bad or worse than what Mexico is, if that's possible.
2: Okay.
0: Um, so, brushing your teeth, you know, you brush them with a bottle of water. You, yeah. That's how you rinse your toothbrush out and everything. Yeah. But, um, I, I don't know that the food. I just. That's that's me though. Everybody knows that's me. We mm-hmm. we go to Florida every or have been going to Florida every summer on vacation and go to a seafood restaurant. Oh, we love fresh seafood. The people always go with it. and and I'm okay, do they have I love fresh seafood. I know. Seafood. I know. I know, but I'm just I'm not that guy. That's yeah. just what it is. Yeah. I try not to bitch about it too much, but <laughs> I know I do and I'm sorry. Cody Nicole, I'm sorry. <sighs> I mean yeah. just I'm just not a big fan of world food, I guess you should, you could say. Yeah. If it swims, I probably don't mm-hmm. like it.
1: You know, a lot of, every time we sat down to eat, and of course we have dessert with everything. <laughs> and um, The desserts were all right. The sugars are so different. Everything, as far as like the processed sugar, whatever they use is not the same here in the state. It was still sweet, yes, but not that uber rich, just heavy feeling sugar. It wasn't, it's not, it's nothing like the state. So it's, um, I actually looked into to see if I could bake with some of the types of sugars and I still have to do some research, which I can get my hands on it. It's just a lot more expensive than just a regular sugar that you put in a cake or whatever. Um, But I'll have a hard time because I've been making bread here. I'll have a hard time making bread with anything other than just honey because that you know that works with your yeast, but or it activates your yeast. I don't know. I it was just very different, and I like it. I like seeing different things and having different foods from different cultures and stuff. So I enjoyed all of it. No, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's that
0: perfectly fine. I'm just mm-hmm. telling you me.
1: Oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> For show, sure. but their bread's always fresh, and they made bread all the time. You know, it was just always fresh. I don't know. Something
0: good. I noticed mm-hmm. on the resort. That I don't think I ever noticed, noticed, like I noticed it down there, how normalized extreme body art is. And you said you didn't notice it. I'm talking tattoos. Yeah. I bet over half the people there had tattoos. Mm-hmm. And whenever I say tattoos, I mean, I don't mean like the a, a little you know something on a wrist or something on a leg or or, yeah you know ankle i'm talking like shit that covers up your entire arm or entire leg and it's men and women yeah and now granted as we said that we think that we were less than one third Mm -hmm. uh american down there so obviously i was looking at a lot of other countries where tattoos i mean i I don't know. I think
1: it's a generational thing. I think I didn't notice it as as much as you because I'm a little bit younger than you. And so I'm desensitized to seeing it. That could be. I think that's why. But I mean, and
0: I'm not a big tattoo. I've got nothing against tattoos. If somebody wants to go get one, hey, whatever, it's your body, go do it. But I I don't know. It just, it's nothing for me. I wouldn't want a freaking tattoo of a baseball on my arm the rest of my life.
1: Yeah, there were a lot. Now that you, now that you say that. And it was guys and and girls. I remember seeing a woman having one all the way down her spine from her neck to the, you know, to the backside of her bikini. Yeah. I do remember seeing that now.
0: Right. Yeah. And I mean, not saying it's good or bad. I'm just, it's not my thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not attracted to stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. you just look at it. It's like, man, I'm in the minority. Yeah. It almost almost felt like. Yeah. Because I don't have a stitch of ink on my body anywhere. Right. And... These people, I mean, some of them have sleeves and mm-hmm. and all over there. Of course, down at the beach, you know, you're in nothing but either a bikini or, or your swim trunk, so mm-hmm. you can see everything. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's part of it. It's just yeah. our climate said that, you know, dictated that nobody had many clothes on, so you see everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: Not a whole lot of extreme obese people down there.
0: That was weird, too. Mm-hmm. Americans were the fattest people down there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I I don't mean that bad, but I mean, every other country did not have just birth of big jeans walking around down there. <laughs> you know what I mean? What are you laughing at?
2: Birth big jeans.
0: <laughs> well, the first day that we were there, like, <laughs> you,
2: ha, you really
0: got that. You think that's funny, don't you?
2: Why did you come up with that?
0: I don't know. Hell, <laughs> One of my best friends, Mike, Isle, used to say that all the time birth about of Big Jeans. Yeah, old Bertha Big Jeans over there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, but so the beach—I'm going to say it's true, a, though
1: that is a that is 100 fact.
0: It, well, and here something anecdotal here, but the beach was what would you say 100 foot deep from the from the shoreline to where the sand ended and the resort yeah, I'd started. Say.
1: Yeah, about yeah. 100 foot. Yeah.
0: Well, this is what was funny. If you walked in the first 30 foot from the shoreline. To the first set of uh, loungers, uh-huh. you might or might not understand what anybody says because right. they all speak a different language. Right. You go to the very back, like a hundred <laughs> foot off the beach. Everybody spoke English, and they were all <laughs> from American, and they were all fat. <laughs> <For real? laughs> I'm just serious. It's what it was. <laughs> Cody showed me that the first day we we're really? there. He goes, he okay. goes, dude. Underneath all these shade, like uh-huh. you know, the things that's made out of palm leaves that they the shade, whatever mm-hmm. they're called, you know, little huts.
1: Yeah. Like umbrellas. Umbrellas, yeah. Fixed umbrella. Right.
0: Cody's like, dude, look at all the fat Americans at the very back.
1: I had no idea. Yeah. I never paid attention to that. But I I did pay attention to the people. Like, you could tell the people that were Americans, they just continued to put sunscreen on all the time. And other people that were walking the beach, they didn't have sunglasses on. And I don't know if they had tanning lotion on or what, but they didn't have sunglasses on and they were walking.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah that's Very, probably right I, but you know you talk about being thin okay so now we're back to the food mm-hmm. look at the portions that were served whenever we would get a meal
1: mm-hmm,
0: yeah uh your potatoes was about the size of a strawberry i mean that's honestly yeah, every they time they called
1: it a baked potato they called yes. it the
0: baked potato but i mean the baked potato itself so one meal i got i got two baked potatoes because mm-hmm. i thought man that's going to be a lot of carbs no yeah. the potatoes were the size of a strawberry yes. it was tiny yeah and then, like the, the 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 main portion of your meal, whatever meat it was, it was not humongous. Mm-hmm. I got a fajita at the Mexican restaurant. It didn't come with a whole bunch of steak or a whole bunch of peppers. It just it looked to me as it looked to me like it was about half of what we would get in America. Sure,
1: yes, you know, I would agree with that. Yep.
0: Maybe that's part of the reason that they're thinner. They mm-hmm. just flat ass don't consume as many calories. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I don't know their foods
1: cleaner. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. They're I'm, more active. I have no idea. Yeah um that that was very that was something that stuck out quite a bit yeah yeah so we are both fasting now <laughs> for a yeah week. i haven't <laughs> got on the scale
0: since we got back but i can't imagine the last six days did me any good
1: everybody was sharing that they had, what they had gained or whatever in our little group message and i'm like i'm not getting on the scale you guys are crazy <laughs> no doing that i haven't eaten breakfast for an entire year and this week i ate breakfast almost every day and i told myself i'm gonna fast until at least noon every day and i didn't yeah i, didn't. I ate and i don't miss breakfast
0: by day six i'm <laughs> sure i was one of those people that needed to be 100 foot from the beach
1: <laughs> oh we watched the sunrise yeah, we we'll watched the sunrise
0: morning. yesterday morning down yeah, there. it
1: was beautiful. Um, the far, you know, the five seconds that we saw of it. Yeah, it was kind of cloudy. But getting out of Dominican was
0: Republic was interesting for me. Yes. Uh, so you check into your airline on your cell phone, and they wouldn't let me check in. Yeah. Everybody else got to. Yeah. So I had to go to the desk. Uh, so T-
1: so whenever so we flew Frontier, which is not my favorite airline, but it's the cheapest. So that's what we fly, and Frontier wouldn't let me check him in or let him check himself in on the app so then I get a hold of Frontier's customer service I can't get Ryan checked in I'm explaining the situation they're like oh we see your flight is international and we don't allow online check-in for international flights and I'm like haha that's a lie but whatever okay um and I said Ryan this has got to be code word for like you've been called for security searches yeah <laughs> and when we got to the airport that's exactly what happened yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah so so we're checking in and one of the uh, security officers at work there takes my passport and says follow me yes so we go to where you oh you where they might do a body search or whatever and mm-hmm. you got to put your your luggage on that thing that goes through and they can see what's in it and everything I, it took me past all those people
1: we got like even a, past a the handicapped people yeah, beeline to the front line
0: so first thing she does is take us to where you got to take your shoes off and your belt and everything else and put it in that stupid tray so that's what we did she's still got my my uh passport walk through the little magnetic thing that you know they say it shows if you got a gun or anything steel on you or whatever she hands my passport to this security officer right there he instantly turns hands it to this Chick that's working across the belt thing from where my belongings are in this tray. I'm in my damn socks still, and this chick just takes off, and I'm like, "Holy shit, you're not going anywhere with my passport, not without me seeing where it's at." Because I mean, that's my ticket to get back home. Mm-hmm. So here I am in my sh- in my socks. Running through the damn airport, following my passport because they don't tell you follow me. Right. They just start handing it off. Yeah, yeah. Had I not paid attention, I would have had no idea where that damn thing would have went. Mm-hmm. No clue. Well, she go, she takes it to the far corner of the building and uh, hands it to this other fella. He looks down at my passport. By that time, I'm walking up. He looks up at me and goes, "Ryan, a Rion, Rion, <laughs> Rion." <laughs> I said yes. He looks at my passport. Looks at me. Looks at my passport. Looks at me. Like he was not convinced that I was Rion. And uh, he goes, put your hands out. So basically, I turn my hands over, put them out, and they take some kind of weird, I don't know, t- t- instrument and go over my hands. I guess it senses whether or not I've been in contact with explosives is what I heard. I don't know if it's true. but
1: um,
0: 50% true. 50% true, <laughs> 50% false. Who knows? But they did whatever. They scanned my hands for something. And uh, he looked at me, looked down. And he took a blue stamp, stamped it on my boarding pass, and
1: we guarded that for the entire time until we got home.
0: Yep, and that got me on the plane. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. What do you think about coming into St. Louis though, and having so, to go through another, customs?
1: But another thing that we had to do is your name was like on the on the overhead um, intercom. Yeah, the intercom. Yeah, they kept I, and Rion I didn't know Peter it. To I couldn't St. hear Louis. It. Peter to St. Louis. Realm Peter to St. Louis or whatever. You need to come up here to the gate 21 or whatever. And uh, we had to prove that he had the blue stamp on his boarding pass or else he was not getting on that plane. Right. Period. So that was a random It was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But it was safe. I mean, they were, they allowed me to stay with Ryan the whole time and I grabbed all of our luggage that was getting checked while he was running through the airport with the socks on. (laughs) (laughs) It was just, it was, it was good and it was fine and it was fast and easy
0: Um, Well, you know what I think is kind of stupid about that? The way that's handled is that they just start handing your passport off to people and don't tell you what they're doing with it, where they're going.
1: Well, yeah. And then
0: there's already a language barrier because I guarantee you the people that I was following had no, they couldn't, they wouldn't talk to, if they could talk English, they weren't gonna. Right. But I mean, imagine if you're 18 or 19 years old and for some reason you're passing through that country or just whatever, whatever the reason is you're a traveler. And you don't know how important a passport is because you've never done it before. Yeah. And then just haphazardly not paying attention to where it goes or anything. You could get yourself up shit creek without a paddle pretty good there, don't you think? Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't know. And then coming back, just getting into St. Louis and going through customs, and the whole time you're sitting there, it's almost like these people don't want you to come home. And you're guilty for coming home. What do you bring them back?
1: So, we land early. We uh, la- yeah, we like were 15, 30, 20 minutes we early. We were 30 minutes early on the tarmac. And I think we were supposed to land at 624, and we got there at like 550-something. Okay. Anyways. Um, so, we taxi over to our gate, and the pilot comes on the intercom and says, we haven't been approved from customs to get the door open yet. So, that's what we're waiting for. Like, what?
0: So, then we sit there on the plane. Yeah. They won't let us off. No. Because customs isn't ready.
1: They haven't approved us. Yeah. They haven't approved our flight. What's that mean? I don't know. Everybody on that flight got approved.
0: To get on the flight. To get on the flight. Exactly. So
1: anyways, go on.
0: So we sit there. We wait for them to open up the stupid door. Well, finally, they open up the door. And I tell you what... I don't know if, if part of their job description. And when I say there, I'm talking about the customs and the the agents that work there. I don't know if their job is to be assholes Mm -hmm. and try to act tough Mm -hmm. or not, but it was simple to see the entire plane was Americans coming back from the Dominican Republic, not China, not Iran, you know, not Mm -hmm. Iraq. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. We all dimin- look like we were from St. Louis.
0: We all look like we just got back from vacation.
1: Yeah. Burnt, toasty. Everybody just kind of had yeah. a tint of red to them. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: And just the way they look at you as you're you're coming in to where you stand in line to go to the four agents that look at your passport. They got to take your picture, mm-hmm. ask you a million questions of what were you doing? Why were you there? BS. And I'm just sitting there. And in this line, I'm just like, this is taking for freaking ever. This is so stupid. And then you have all kinds of people pouring across the border, pouring across the border in Texas, coming from God knows where, and they don't have to stand in line to do shit. Mm-hmm. They walk in, could give the fakest name a fake because they don't have a passport. Oh, here, have a cell phone. And here's a prepaid gift card <laughs> or a visa card. <laughs> Ta-ta for now. Mm-hmm. And they treat us, as we're coming back into the States, like, where have you been? Why were you gone? What were you doing?
1: And what are you bringing back with you? Yeah. And this is before we
0: get to the luggage claim. This is just showing them the passport. Yeah, that's true. Then we get to the luggage claim. And then we get our bag and you have to, what was that? What's the certificate? It's,
1: a, it's called the declaration. The, Anybody that's been out of the country knows that you have to fill out a declaration. Yeah. Of what you're bringing into the country that is not of origin of our country. And so you have to put down the monetary amount, how much it's worth, how much it costs, whatever. Everything was zero. We didn't bring, we didn't even bring Alden a gift from Punta Cana. Right. Nothing. We right. Didn't, maybe a sand or a gnat, you know, got in our suitcase. That's about it. So. <laughs> Some sand. That's it. So
0: we get our baggage and we're getting ready to exit the ter- the immigration terminal
1: mm-hmm. to
0: where we're just out in the free again. But before you exit, well, after you get your bags, you got to hand this declaration to, to a cop. And this cop was less than
1: pleasant,
0: less than pleasant Korean descent. I mean, for what it's worth, we accepted him. And I think I I don't I have no problem with a Korean being here legally, but he was a Korean cop. And he's no, he was not nice. He was actually just a dick is what he was. (laughs) And he's just, you hand him the deck. So we're in line person in front of us hands, the declaration. All right, go. All right, go. But every so often he would tell somebody go right, go around the corner. We got to check your bag. Yeah. For what reason? So here I am. I got the, I got the full deal down in Dominican Republic. And now we get back to America. It's like, okay, you're still guilty. We got to figure out what the hell you're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. So, everybody in front of us got to keep going. And then what do they do? Nope. You and Jessica got to go over here and go through security yet again. And it's like, this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. And it just, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll go back out of the country because I had fun. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll do it again. But my bitch is the fact that down on the southern border, none of this happens.
1: So, and the lady is asking about the declaration. She doesn't have it because the, the officer took ours, which is he who's taken everybody's, that's fine. And then she says, Do you have any anything that you're bringing in from the country from the Dominican? And I said, No, we don't have we have absolutely nothing. Other than what we took down there. We have absolutely nothing. And she says, Do you have any Mary Marijuana? <laughs> she pronounces it really weird. <laughs> Marijuana, yeah. And I'm like, no ma'am we don't have anything and then she said do you have she continued to ask these questions I said no ma'am we have zero we did not bring anything back and then she continues to say well do you have palm tree palm leaves do you have anything made out of wicker or any just asking you know soil yeah anything and I said no ma'am we did not bring anything back with us and so I she said place your bags on this belt yada yada and then I placed the bags on the belt. Well, then they weren't spaced out far enough for her. So she says, we've got to keep our machine. And if we only keep our, ma- you know, if they're close together, then we lose our machine. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the problems that Americans have that other countries don't have, they just do their job, you know, and they're asking all these questions. And she's just giving me this look like, I don't believe a word you're saying. And I'm like, this is a they joke. Did.
0: We were, that's exactly how I felt. We were guilty of coming uh-huh. back home. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, anyways, by the time we were done, and somebody had taken out our last suitcase and grabbed it as though it was theirs, and off
0: the baggage claim. Yeah,
1: and then we stayed there until the last bag was done, and somebody threw it back on the buggy or unzipped. Yeah, it's just dumb. Somebody made a mistake, and
0: we I had don't to know sit why. Wait for it. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> anyways,
1: so we were aggravated getting out of there and just waiting. And then being asked all kinds of questions like we were criminals. And so then I said, yes. And this makes total sense because our southern border, people are bringing in smallpox and the bird flu and probably swine flu or whatever else they're bringing in without vac vaccines and
0: fentanyl and, and fentanyl. you name it everything <laughs> you want pours across the southern border and here we are and here's a free cell- like whenever we were in line getting ready to meet the or to to show the passport part uh-huh. i didn't say it too loud I, I mean i made a couple people chuckle around us but i yeah. didn't say it to where the the border patrol people could uh yeah could make my life hell uh-huh. but i was just like i wonder what, after i show my passport if i'll get a free cell phone and a f- get a uh, visa gift card Mm -hmm. you know but i mean seriously
1: but i mean it's a true story it's sad and it wouldn't be like (sighs) and the rent a cop they
0: had standing there staring at us as we came off the plane he was dressed up i mean a big guy but plenty of fat on him he's dressed up acting all tough guy Mm -hmm. no smile no smirk on his face you know why i couldn't take him seriously you could tell that probably just four years ago he got rid of the gauges that was in his ears (laughs) And he had those droopy ass earlobes, you know, that you get whenever you take a gauge out and don't <laughs> yeah. put any back in. I just look at that guy, I'm like, Yeah, you're real you're real intimidating. <laughs>
1: Like he stared me down. I was trying to get a smile out of him. He stared me down. Oh, he stared like, me down oh, like yeah. I was
0: just a just a dirty rotten scoundrel for coming back home.
1: Man, we paid for this. Yeah, this is,
0: my taxpayers this, at work. My taxpayer money at work.
1: Yeah, this is fantastic. What yeah. wonderful service. And the lady, you know, getting us out of the parking garage was so rude. Just it is just a culture shock when you go from <laughs> Everybody is nice to the people at the airport. They were nice, even though there was a language barrier. They were still nice. Oh, yeah. And they weren't mean. Right. Like, and then we get back to St. Louis and people are just rude. It's,
2: it's, <laughs> it's a slap in
0: the face. <laughs> yeah. Like, Welcome what back did to we reality. do to you? What did we do to you? We
1: didn't do anything other than just be here and we're already annoying you. Okay. Right. All right. right. Whatever.
0: Exactly. Makes
1: us feel really good. Welcome to America.
0: Yeah. Yeah. USA. I got a different direction I want to go with today's program. Okay. I, I've got some news printed out, but maybe I'll just save it for next week or okay. next time. We've been
1: talking quite a bit.
0: We have. We have. Yeah. Um, so today is Super Bowl Sunday, and uh, the uh, 49ers play the Chiefs. And I, I saw a blurb somewhere online whenever I was perusing the internet this week down in uh, Dominican about these football players and their faith in god and you know at face value the second that i thought about it i was like "Well, boy it'd be pretty easy to have a a real profound faith in god whenever you live their life they live they're living the life of a rich famous person they have the they have the fast car and the Mm -hmm. house and the girl Mm -hmm. i mean it'd be really easy to be thankful right
1: yeah. I mean, you would I mean, think. Yeah, You'd whatever. think they, yeah. they got
0: so much more than sure. most other people. Sure, sure. And so I started looking into it, and I looked into, like, the the 49ers quarterback, Brock Purdy, who he he's dubbed Mr. Irrelevant, which is Mr. Irrelevant is the whoever is the person that has chosen the last of the NFL draft.
1: Okay. And Brock
0: Purdy was the last, not the last of the first round, the last. The very
1: last person. One. And okay. the reason
0: is because i'm sure by and large the last person drafted every year in the nfl draft probably turns out to be nothing they might not even make the team yeah well brock was the last guy okay and i i read something where he made a quick comment about his faith so that prompted me to get online and look up what his faith is and 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 the kind of guy that he seems like he is so to figure out who is Brock Purdy, I wanted to figure out more about Brock and his job with the 49ers. And I looked up, you know, what's his salary? I mean, if you're the last draft pick, what's your what's the salary? He makes, according to what I found, a little over $900,000 a year. That's a pretty damn good paycheck, right? But that's absolutely nothing compared to the Cincinnati's Joe Burrow, who's making $55 million a year. So you would think, well, not you would think, it it could be imagined that perhaps if you didn't have the right mindset, you could say, well, I'm kind of pissed that I'm only making 900000 and I made it to the Super Bowl and Joe Burrow, I don't even remember if they made it to the playoffs this year, and he's getting $55 million. How does that work? Right? Mm-hmm. So like right there, you could instantly, I'm not going to say have reason, but maybe have reason to complain. But Brock doesn't complain. Um, so here, here's here's a soundbite of of Brock Purdy from this past week. Whenever a, and and this is the stuff the NBC cuts out. This is this is the the things that NBC cuts out when it, in regarding to to God and athletes. Because, you know, they did that with C.J. Stroud there a couple weeks ago uh, Hmm. at at the post-game interview. They did? Yeah, they came up to C.J. Stroud after the Texans had won and asked him about the game, and he said, the first thing I would like to do is thank God. Well,
1: they took that out?
0: NBC took that out and then continued with what he had to say. Hmm. So I went to go look to see what Brock had to say about his faith. So here's a montage of his answers to a bunch of questions Regarding his faith
3: being a professional athlete. It's easy to get wrapped up in your job your job your job You got to do it. Well, rightfully, so you're getting paid to do it for you know A billion dollar organization, and I'm not taking anything away from that But having a perspective on what your purpose in life is with your family faith first and God um, I think those are for me. Those are number one and, um, and that bleeds into how I do my job and, and I, allows me to do my job well so those are number one, those are my priorities in life. Even for as chaotic and crazy as my schedule is throughout the week, those stay at, at number one. Like I said, I, I've never tried to hold on to the football life so, so tightly. It's, I've held it pretty loosely and see, see what God has in store for it. Um, I've stayed faithful to him and, and he's taken me to places I could never have imagined. So when I get drafted last, do I freak out, do I panic? No, um, it's easy too but more than anything, I was just grateful. I had had a grateful mindset and I had an opportunity to go play for the 49ers. And obviously I took it one day at a time and I got an opportunity and I'm very thankful for it. So, Mm -hmm. um, man, yeah, I would just say, you know, not trying to hold on too tightly to, to your life and what you do with your job and making sure your identity is in Jesus. And, um, and honestly, that's been the case for me in my life. I haven't, um you know try to hold on to the football life being a quarterback it's it's been about all right god this is what i do but um i am who you say i am and and i've allowed that to sort of you know take over my life and and he's taken me where he needs me and so now here we are yeah um i mean the bottom line is like life isn't about you like that's what i believe you know um being a part of something bigger than yourself um you know you get wrapped up in Getting all the glory and the fame and the status—it's—I feel like that's a shallow life, and yeah. um, that, that can, you know, fade away pretty quickly. So for me, it's—you know—obviously, yeah, we're playing the Super Bowl. I'm very honored and thankful. I want to win a championship for this organization, but more than anything, I'm—you know—trying to just serve my guys on this team well and, and love on them well, and the whole organization and everyone in my life. That's—that's that's yeah. how I view it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said. Football is what I do. It's not, you know, who I am. Um, Who I am is who God calls me to be, and and that's it. So Jesus Christ is is my rock. He's my Lord and Savior. That's who I live for. And that bleeds into, you know, how I love my teammates well, how how I can have a good mindset, you know, when things are going well, when things aren't going well in football, in life. And so that's my identity. If it's in football, um, you know, you go through some tough times. It can obviously you just seek other people's approval. And for me, man, that's, that's a tough Tough life, you know to to have that kind of mindset rather than knowing that the verdict is is in. Jesus Christ already died for my sins, and I am saved through Him, and now I can go and live my life um, through that. So that's that's my identity.
0: That guy's twenty four years old.
1: Wow, twenty four. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I know people that's forty four. I know I know people's sixty four that don't have that much faith. I question sometimes whether I have that much faith, and I'd say that's probably normal, but.
1: I, <laughs> How well, you know- to be able to stand on a global, you know, TV in front of people, I, I think that would go to somebody's head and say, you know, I have the ability to do this. And my ability is the reason why I'm here. Instead of looking at it like this guy is, he says, God gave me this ability and it's not everything about my life. This isn't, this isn't what defines me. Jesus Christ finds, yeah. defines me. He gave me the ability. Glory goes to him. And life goes on you know yeah and what a shallow life if the only thing you live for is your fame sports. glory and money yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. I love that
0: I, I thought it was awesome mm-hmm. I, I really did I and, and how easy would it be I <laughs> and obviously I'll never know I will probably never know anyone who ever will be a person a quarterback that competes in a Super Bowl right mm-hmm but how easy do you think it would be to not think like that to think like i am so freaking awesome
1: yeah i think there's a lot more of that that goes on than than what he's touting what do you mean a
0: lot more of what
1: um you've got the nba players that you just don't hear this type of interview
0: but you think they still think it
1: i think that there's some people yeah i mean there's more you don't hear you don't hear people talking. You do see some people saying, you know, glory to God first before they start any interview with the sports broadcaster or whatever, but not very many people will go on and, and talk about their faith like that. And right. They'll just talk about their ability or the the team that they're playing against. Yeah, or- it's like
0: somebody that gets an awards. like the first thing they yes. say, I want to thank God, and then boom, God's forgot about yes. and then they talk about everything else. Yes. You know? Yep. I, I mean, and I'm happy that God was – Mentioned, but yeah, and he kept going on about mm-hmm. it, and that was a montage. There were there were several questions that was asked, yeah. and you were just hearing the responses there. But I don't know, and then so that prompted me to go look up Patrick Mahomes. Right, mm-hmm. I wonder what his faith is, and and here's a quick soundbite of what I heard of his faith. I
4: mean, my Christian faith plays a role in everything that I do. I mean, I always ask God to to lead me in the right direction and let me be who I am uh, for his name. So it has a role in everything that I do, and obviously it will be on a huge stage in the Super Bowl that he's given me, and I want to make sure I'm glorifying him while I do it. Yeah, it's, it's about just playing for your teammates. Um, just trying to do whatever you can to win the game for your teammates beside you. And uh, in that moment, God gave me the strength to run and get that first down and get us in the field goal range. And so um, all I've done since then is try to get my ankle better and better, and, and hopefully I'll be able to run whenever I need to in this game. It means everything. Um, I know that I'm blessed to be in this position, and I know that I, I'm here Uh, for a reason and to glorify him and so um, it means everything not only about my football career but all the decisions that I make and so um, to have a faith backing I know why I'm here and it's not about winning football games it's about glorifying him and I think that gives me the the, 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 I have no pressure when I step on that football field. Because I know why I'm here. It, it just kind of relieves the pressure uh, of playing the football game because I know that I'm on that football on that football field to glorify him before everything. And so it's not about winning and losing. It's about going out there and being the best that I can, best that I can, in his name. And so it, I think that the faith, and I, I feel like I've grown in my faith over these last few years. And I think that's gave me a more sense of what who I am and why why I play the game that I play. I actually got a tattoo a tattoo about, was a, about, Euty- about Eutychus in Acts 20, verse 7. It's about being half in and half out on, on God, the, the interpretation that I took from it, um, and how you can't be half in and, ha- and half out. And so that was the Bible verse that kind of stuck with me that kind of told me that I needed to be fully in. Hmm.
0: Now, that was Patrick Mahomes uh, before last year's Super Bowl, not okay. this year's.
4: Okay. But, reg-
0: I mean,
1: Regardless, the word's yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, I— these are the things that, as the media glorifies these athletes, mm-hmm. these are the things that they don't really say. Much. I mean, I had to go find this stuff. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and like I said, you may say these people have it all. They're rich. They're famous. They have the good looks, the fast car, and the girl. I mean, it'd be pretty easy to profess how much faith you have in God because everything's going right. It per- it's easy to perceive that everything in their life is just going right. It's so easy. It would have to be easy. But I, I got to thinking about it, and how about dealing with the media? Would that be that e- the media that hates God, mm-hmm. and to have the the um, fortitude, the, the the courage to come out and, and talk like Brock just did, talk like Patrick just did there? Yeah, that couldn't be easy. No, you know.
1: To a media that hates God and that lies to you constantly. Yeah. And only
0: and, spends- and, and, and edits, whenever you do say yeah. something about God, they edit it
1: out. Yeah.
0: You know? Or, or 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 how about the the sports media, who just absolutely crucifies you if if you know you missed that big pass in the game or that field goal kick that didn't win it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And 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 then some of these pundits in the sports media will say, Well, where's your God now? How tough would that be? You know, to be on that biggest stage
2: mm-hmm.
0: and and have to listen to crap like that on, day in and day out. Yeah, you're a hero or you're zero, and these people are so grounded. They're, you know, I'm here for God, and and whatever happens, I mean, this doesn't define me. Of course, I'm here to do a job, and my job is to go win games. But mm-hmm. it, it doesn't define my life. It doesn't mm-hmm. define me and who I am in my life. It just, to me, it kind of tells you something about their character, not their ability as an athlete. It, it, to me, it humanizes them,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, because mm-hmm. they, they say the stuff that I say or try to say, and I'm sure they fall and they fail just like I do from time to time regarding being a Christian. But I, I liked hearing it, you know, and, and and how easy would it be if you're on their level with of fame and fortune, and I mean just cameras on them, paparazzi fault. How easy would it be for the devil to sneak in?
1: And they do. He does. I, yeah.
0: I think I can think of numerous athletes where the devil snuck in on superstars. I mean, Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel. He was a terrific athlete, terrific quarterback
1: well, that Aaron, in college. Aaron Hernandez? Aaron
0: Hernandez. Yeah. Terrific tight end. Mm-hmm. But somehow or another, the wrong people are allowed into their, or they allow the wrong people into their life who destroy, helps them destroy their life. Now, granted, they made the decision.
1: There is a verse that says good character, cor- or bad character corrupts good moral, good people, something along those lines. I don't know the verse where it's at. But anyways, it's a true statement. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, absolutely. Bad character corrupts good Moral.
0: But, I, you know, as people might say, you know... And it's these, a
1: slow fade.
0: Right, right. That doesn't happen quick. Mm-hmm. It Because then you can
1: recognize it.
0: Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there were certain things that, that happened way before Aaron Hernandez went out and murdered somebody.
1: Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was doing dope or something you know sure there were the, I'm
0: sure there were just a, a of series of okay I'm just gonna do this bad decision once and I'm not going to do it again and before you know it mm-hmm. you're where they're at not mm-hmm. granted it's all still their personal decision they decided to make that that decision to kill somebody you did th- he did but I don't know it, it in my opinion it would just take a huge amount of discipline absolutely to live in these guys' shoes yeah
1: and you know, the good thing about these, these superstars also, they recognize that God has given them the ability. Yes. And that's what they, and they give the, they give glory to God because this is, God gave me this ability to do that or yeah. do, do what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's my job to take this ability, use my brain smarts, use my wisdom and, um, and succeed, you know, that's what. Yeah. That's what God wants for all of us is to succeed. He wants everything, and and you know I'm learning more and more in my prayer life. Do you have something else to say about the sports guys?
0: Yeah, I do. But yeah, c- okay. continue. No, go, 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 go ahead.
1: Well, I didn't want to.
0: No, I've I've got a couple more. Uh... So
1: I'm I'm learning more as I as I go along in my life, and I'm I'm trying to learn a little bit more about. Um, who God is and you know what that personal relationship looks like for me and what it looks like for other people looks different, you know? So I'm learning a little bit more. Andrew Womack came out with a book saying, um, it's called the true nature of God. This was the book that I wanted to sit on the beach and read all week and maybe get through twice. Cause it's not a large book, but, um, I didn't even get to maybe the first five pages because it just wasn't, I, it wasn't a quiet spot. Right. <laughs> Anyways. So I am I am trying to get to know better the true nature of God because I grew up in a religion that taught me if you do something wrong you are going to be punished period and and not there are consequences for your actions because there are and that's kind of that's common sense right but God is going to punish you for what you do wrong that's how I was brought up and that is not what the Bible says because Jesus already died on the cross for our sins. You don't have to keep replaying that. And he doesn't have to continue to die on the cross over and over. He died for all of them, past, present, and future. So I'm trying to learn a little bit more just about who God is and and the true nature of God, knowing and teaching my brain that what I learned when I was a child, he doesn't want to hurt me. Yeah. You know, Um, which is what...
0: We have a God of love.
1: Yes, that religion taught me so in in a way I a a little bit of brainwashing maybe god doesn't want to put bad things on me he doesn't want that he wants me to succeed in everything that i do um and that's what i'm learning so just in it's the same way it goes and these guys are recognizing that god has given them the ability and they're giving glory to god therefore they are they're what the first guy say he said. He's, he's blessed me with this. He's taken me to places that I could have never dreamed of.
0: Brock Purdy said that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's amazing. Like, that's fantastic. And and you
0: know, what a positive way to use your microphone and use your status Mm -hmm. that God's blessed you with is to say, Hey, this is where it came from. Mm hmm. Um, the, the, I, so as I continued to look into some of these athletes, Christian McCaffrey, the running back for the 49ers, I, I couldn't find a soundbite, but I did find some stuff that he said in an article. It says, um, uh, as reported in the San Francisco Chronicle, the devout Catholic 27 years old openly shares that he turns to prayer, both on the sidelines and in the huddle, not only seeking, not only the opportunity to play honorably, but also asking for the well-being of his teammates and opponents. He is quoted as, my faith is very important to me. When you have a bunch of people chanting your name, it's important that you give the honor and glory back to the person, God, that is allowing me to do this. He went on to say, when you have a quote-unquote why, you can endure anything. And I'm, you know, that's his purpose. When you mm-hmm. have a why, mm-hmm. your purpose, you can endure anything. And I think when your faith is strong, when you understand what's going on in your life, you just turn to God and surrender. For me, what was the biggest weight off my back was that word. Just keep telling myself to surrender. Hmm. You're not in control as much as you think you are. And that is a gift. I like that. Mm-hmm. I doubt I like that, and it went on to say, "No, no." The article said, "No doubt, during Sunday Super Bowl, McCaffrey will be striving to give honor and glory back to God, and if you see him raise a finger in the air, you'll know exactly who he's pointing to." Mm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: But the best one, and I got to thinking about this as I was looking at the most popular athletes. But I started thinking, you know, the athletes that are either heroes or zeros on a football field is not your quarterback not I mean they are but not near as much as the kicker I'm serious
1: (laughs) the heroes are zeros yeah (laughs) I mean you are either going to
0: be riding somebody's shoulder pads off the field or you're gonna be Be a southwest (laughs) commercial want to get away (laughs) right (laughs) so I started looking up the faith of some of these kickers because it would have to be unshakable because of Uh the positions and the pressure they put themselves in so Harrison Butker is the kicker for the Kansas City Chiefs. I've never looked this guy up from Adam, but I did today. And man, am I glad I did. He he went to the school, college, and he got to return to his college to give a commencement speech. He went to the Georgia Institute of Technology. Uh, for those of you in Bone Gap, that is Georgia Tech. And he gave a commencement speech in May of 23. And it was phenomenal. And he talks about God and he talks about the same stuff me and you talk about. It's like I I watched this, this commencement speech or his part of it one time. And I was like, this is a guy I could hang out with. This is a guy I could drink beer with. He'd be great at a party. Mm -hmm. I mean, just he is listen.
5: I am someone not much older than all of you, yet. I've been asked to speak, not because I am a great orator or because I have a number of impressive accolades. Well, I guess I do have two Super Bowl rings. (laughs) I just happen to be blessed by God to be really good at kicking a funny shaped ball between two yellow posts. So as someone who is not paid to speak for a living, I'm about to pop off some hard truths. I don't care if you have a successful career. I don't care if you have a big bank account or you fly private. Many of you in this crowd will achieve these things. Some of you maybe already have. But in the end, no matter how much money you attain, none of it will matter if you are alone and devoid of purpose. Mm. As someone raised in a family of overachievers, success was expected. And as a young man, I found happiness in being celebrated for my worldly achievements. My inner desire to be celebrated manifested academically through long hours of studying and of course, riding the curve, that desire was pushed further by the many successes I attained playing here on the flats. All of you are here today because you are smart, capable, and hardworking people. But if we're being honest, the world is filled with miserable, smart, capable, and hardworking people. There are too many examples to list of people who have achieved great worldly success and fleeting happiness but in the end are unfulfilled. Now don't get me wrong, I want you to be successful, but this isn't so much about your career as it is using your talents, being your best, fulfilling the potential you were created for. It is said, what's done in the darkness will be brought to the light. This is a powerful reminder to us all that our actions matter, whether they're seen or not. Some of the most important people who have ever lived remain unknown and their stories have yet to be told, but they still used their God-given talents to do great things and change the world. What a profound example to be motivated by our purpose rather than the current spotlight of the world. For many of you, your academic careers are coming to an end. For some, this is just one of many milestones. Either way, It is important to use today as an opportunity to take stock of your mission. Our culture is suffering. We all see it. It doesn't matter which political persuasion you sit on or whether you are a person of deep faith or not. Anyone with eyes can see that something is off. Studies have shown one of the many negative effects of the pandemic is that a lot of young adults feel a sense of loneliness anxiety, and depression despite technology that has connected us more than ever before. It would seem the more connected people are to one another, the more they feel alone. I'm not sure the root of this, but at least I can offer one controversial antidote that I believe will have a lasting impact for generations to come. Get married and start a family. Wow. I will say this is the, the most important ring I have right here. He points to Having his wedding the ring. Having kicked the game-winning field goal in both the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl, I have received a great deal of praise for these successes. They just announced that this Super Bowl was the most watched football game of all time, and yet all of this happiness is temporary, and the truth is none of these accomplishments mean anything compared to the happiness I have found in my marriage and in starting a family. My confidence as a husband and father, and yes, even as a football player, is rooted in my marriage with my wife as we leave our mark on future generations by the children we bring into the world. How much greater of a legacy can anyone leave than that? Sadly, we are encouraged to live our lives for ourselves, to move from one thing to another with no long-term commitment to have loyalty for nothing but ourselves, and sacrifice only when it suits our own interests. This loneliness is rooted in the lies being sold about self-dependence and prioritizing our career over important relationships. Recently, Pro Football Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp was on the New Heights podcast with my teammate Travis Kelsey, or is it Kels? And he said, that the one thing he wishes he could tell his younger self is that everything that you have accomplished doesn't mean anything because you don't have anybody to share it with. As you leave Tech, you will continue to face challenges. We might live in a relatively safe society, but make no mistake, there is always war constantly being waged around us, war amongst families, war on truth, and even Elon Musk in those pesky Twitter wars. There's a feeling of hopelessness for the future, and we continue to become entrenched in our respective groups. Identity politics have caused us to look at one another through a prism of hate and lack of respect for the human person. It seems the days of seeing the value of others may be gone, understanding that all people have innate value bestowed upon them by the creator. Gone are the days when a plurality of thought was accepted and encouraged. Instead, freedom of thought has been replaced by a culture built on cancellations for those who disagree. In order for us to realize the full potential of our abilities, we must take risks at the expense of being silenced. There will always be critics and those that disagree with our viewpoints. However, if we shy away from confrontation, then the only voices left will be the ones with the most power. As a young man on this campus, it was the Catholic Center that laid the foundation for me to prioritize meaningful relationships and become the husband and father I am today. While I'm still striving to be a better, more virtuous man, I'm confident that with God and with my wife by my side, I can do more than I ever could have imagined alone. I pray that something I've said has resonated with you all, and that no matter what happens from here on out, remember your purpose, focus on meaningful relationships, and know that with or without the spotlight, your life has value, and you are meant for more. Continue to push onward to the heights. Thank you. What do you think about that guy?
1: It's pretty awesome. That is
0: totally awesome. Mm-hmm. And once again, these these are the stories that like I have to go seek out, or that we have to go seek out. I had no idea who was a commencement speech. Spe- you know, did a commencement speech. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. But whenever I started looking into some of these people, I, like they are tr- fantastic people. And that was I thought that was a great speech. You know, my favorite line about that was, the whole thing. What. When he said, "There will always be critics and those that disagree with our viewpoints." However, if we shy away from confrontation, then the only voices left will be the ones with the most power.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's pretty profound. Sure is. So every time that somebody says, "Ryan, why are you political? Why do you and Jessica talk so much about politics and stuff like that?" It's just everybody's just stuck in their well. If everybody's stuck in their beliefs, I hope the ones that don't believe what I believe shut up. That way, I'm the one talking at the end with the most power. I, and I say I, I. I mean my ideology, not me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but my ideology, my my thoughts about the world, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's important we keep speaking.
1: Absolutely. Just
0: like he said. Yep. I really do. I, I think it's important that every time we get a stupid story from the media, like I try to seek out for this program that we have fun with it and talk about it. But some great people in the NFL, and I'm glad that I did that research today, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl. Are you looking forward to the Super Bowl today?
1: I think I'm going to go grocery shopping while you watch the Super Bowl.
0: Okay. I bet you there won't be a whole lot of people there. I, ho- that's
1: I what hope I hope that's there's hoping. still some
0: food left.
1: <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I do know we needed some tortilla chips, but I'm not making your... Your dip that you like me to make, the sausage dip with. Velveeta. I don't need
0: calories yeah. right now.
1: Yeah, you're wanting to, you're wanting to <laughs> just, weigh yourself today. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the damage that I've done to myself here in the past six days.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which we did stop at Cracker Barrel on the way home too. Right. We were all just right. kind of wanting some real food. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. So I didn't do the debt clock thing today. Okay. I just. Didn't even think about it when we started the show, and I knew I wanted to talk about the Punta Cana thing, and I knew I wanted to get to these athletes that need to be celebrated for their Christianity,
1: you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm.
0: So, didn't get to that, but I bet you we spent another $100 million just while me and you have been on here talking. I believe it. I'm sure, because we're a little over an hour, and it's basically $108 million an hour is what we're spending. It's
1: crazy. Every hour of the day. That's crazy. Jeez. I hope that we didn't complain about our trip, because that's not what my point was. Was to complain. I don't. I, no, all I, we did we was had,
0: talked about what we saw, what we experienced.
1: We, we had a great time. Oh, yeah. I hope nobody takes offense to what we witnessed. Um, well, they shouldn't. And just take it. But I could see where people could get the wrong impression and say, man, you know, you're pointing out the obvious and I don't like it.
0: <laughs> oh, well, that's their problem, not ours.
1: Yeah. I just, you know, ah. th- there goes me and my trying to censor myself. Stop
0: self-censoring. Yeah.
1: That's... That goes for all of us. That's me. Every one of you
0: potlickers, you don't need to self-censor. Yeah. But anyway, well, I think we're going to call her a day right there. Okay. We got them one.
1: Who are you rooting for? Yeah,
0: After doing that research... I'm happy for all of them.
1: <laughs> you're not on a you're not on a bandwagon. Well,
0: I mean, I love Christian McCaffrey when he said he prays for his teammates, but he also prays for his opponents mm-hmm. during the game.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: I mean that, that <laughs> that's awesome. I love what Brock uh, Purdy had to say about his faith, but then I love what what Patrick Mahomes said. You can't be half in or half out when it comes to loving God. You got to be all in. I don't I'm looking forward to a good game. I'm looking forward to the, the best athletes in the world that play football to going head to head. Okay. That's really what I'm looking forward to. All right. Being entertaining game and you know what, no matter what, some Christian's going to win and some Christian's going to lose, <laughs> but they're all in it. I mean, not they're all, but these ones that I just profiled mm-hmm. are in it for the right reason. Yes. So, and are grounded and I like that and that's the reason I wanted to bring that to everyone.
1: Mm, So mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. anyway, we're going to get out of here. Let's end with some football music. Want to? Sure. All right. Oh, yes.
1: Is this football music? Varsity
0: Blues (laughs) 1998 Foo Fighters. Hey, I like it. All right. We're going to move towards the TV. You guys have a great week. We will try to be here next week. Jesus Christ is still our savior and our king. Leah Thomas is still a boy. You were born an American.
1: Don't forget to be one. We'll
0: see you next week. Adios.
2: Take pictures <laughs> down and shake.